foreigners seem to be afraid of the economy, or more so what the US dollar is going to do to it, more than it already has. Meanwhile, Americans are apparently afraid of the Fed, which is weird in any number of ways, particularly given what foreigners are saying about the US economy. Now this dichotomy of viewpoints has been playing out in the US treasury market, often intraday. Today, a perfect example. Long-term treasury bond yields were falling and falling precipitously throughout the overnight session, Asian trading into European. The 10-year treasury note got as low as 3.94, 3.93, just before the US Open, then around 9 a.m. Eastern time, started to get a little bit of selling, and then 9.30 when US stock market opened and everything else opens in America, bam, massive selling, all across the U.S. Treasury curve, especially the short-term rates, which went a little bit first, telling you that maybe it's the Fed fear over anything. Before you knew it, before any real data had come out for the U.S. economy, U.S. Treasury yields had completely round-tripped, and then they went higher given what was announced at around 10 a.m. So you have, in America, selling of long-term Treasury bonds, Again, with short-term rates, that, that kind of zeroes in on the Federal Reserve. Meanwhile, what happened in the overnight session, which produced a range and a sustained bid for, for the very same instruments that Americans apparently are selling. What is going on here? And what does it mean? Well, we'll get into all that today. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. And if you want more information about what we do here at Eurodollar University, check us out on our webpage, eurodollar.university. We've got memberships, uh, subscriptions, a couple different ones there, all sorts of good stuff that keeps you informed about the world, how it works, why it's supposed to work, or why it doesn't work more, more recently. Uh, all that good stuff, memberships, subscriptions, as I said, eurodollar.university. So let's back up and go into the overnight session, this sustained bid in U.S. Treasuries. Now, we had ta I talked about this before with uh, Stephen Van Meter in a recent video, going through the tick data, and the tick data had shown us, at least up until August, which is the latest figures that that produces, that foreigners really are buying U.S. Treasuries, long-term U.S. Treasuries in particular. And in August, like in May, they had purchased on net a record amount of long-term U.S. Treasuries. So clearly there is a, there is a Tremendous amount of demand from not just all foreigners, though, private foreigners. Official foreign is a different story. That's central banks and governments who have to sell. And we'll get into that in a minute, too. So private foreigners want to buy long-term U.S. treasuries, which is exactly what we saw in the early morning hours today. Major bid, U.S. Treasury yields plummeting, uh, plummeting down, as I said before, the 10-year treasury getting as low as 393 from a close around 402, 403, depending on the pricing service you use. So a pretty big substantial move. And then it completely reversed. But why was there bidding in the first place? Well, there's always a danger in trying to assign a specific data point or a specific event to short-term fluctuations, particularly intraday. So we're kind of really speculating here what it, what it specifically could have been, but a prime candidate came out of Australia. Now the Reserve Bank of Australia last night announced that it was raising its benchmark interest rates because they say inflation is too high. In fact, they actually specifically said, I think one of the first sentences of the press release was inflation in Australia is too high. But they only raised their benchmark rate by 25 basis points. 
And it wasn't just the first time they'd raised rate, their, base, their rate, interest rate by 25 basis points. This was actually the second one in a row. Now, before then, up until uh, the rate hike in September, there had been four straight 50 basis point rate hikes, which in Australia was as many potential banks around the world, countries around the world, unprecedented. So the two 25s in a row kind of represents a downshift in the rate hike regime, which as we all know, is sort of what the world seems to be waiting for. Where is the terminal interest rate for not just the Federal Reserve, but all central banks around the world? And if Australia, where inflation is too high, as they say, um, what did they say? They also statements that, yeah, it's the highest it has been in more than three decades, which is, you know, pretty much the case around much of the, uh, the much of the world. So if Australia is saying we got to let up on rate hikes, does that necessarily indicate that other central banks are going to follow along? Well, there's there's a possibility, particularly given what the Australians said about why they're kind of decelerating in rate hikes so far this year. So the rest of the statement says, first of all, I mean, you got to love the fact that they're actually honest about what consumer prices are doing in Australia. Global factors explain much of this high inflation, but strong domestic demand relative to the ability of the economy to meet that demand is also playing a role. Returning inflation to target requires a more sustainable balance between demand and supply. Unlike more other, unlike central bankers around the world, the Australians at least are willing to admit this is a global supply shock. And really the only purpose of rate hikes is to reduce domestic demand so that it, it, it falls more in line with where domestic supply is. Now outside the Australia, can't really do much about that. That's out of the Australian's hands. So try to restrain demand until it matches supply. Simple economics, which is exactly what has happened. But if the Australians are saying we don't need to do 50 basis point rate hikes anymore, and we're actually starting to look at maybe not having rate hikes at all, maybe the Australians have reached or are near their terminal rate point, it's interesting to note why that might be. What case are they making for slowing down rate hikes and maybe getting to the end of them? Especially since their benchmark cash rate is only at 285 after this latest rate hike. So it's not exactly exceedingly high, it's just gone up relatively quickly compared to historical experience. Now, what they say is that their, their statement on the Australian economy, the Australian economy is continuing to grow solidly and national income is being boosted by a record level of the terms of trade, which is, again, a reflection of what's actually happening. <laughs> These people are actually honest for once, um, unlike you know their counterparts around the rest of the world. The Australian economy has greatly benefited from the supply shock, from the boom in commodity trade and commodity prices. One reason why the Australian economy has done so well over the last couple of years is that obvious. So again, if they're thinking the Australian economy is cooling off and in, in if demand is now closer to supply, those two factors are starting to align. Therefore, price pressure is becoming less of a menace. What does that say about the global economy? In fact, the, the Australian, the Reserve Bank of Austria, Australia, Reserve Bank of Austria, the Australians actually said that. They say, yes, we think things are moving in the right direction and that inflation or consumer prices are, are uncomfortably high. And it may take a little bit longer than we like for them to go down, but we are seeing signs of improvement. Moreover, 
we're even more concerned about uncertainties. And this is, I think, the part that most people probably, uh, anybody who is aware of it, certainly in Asian trading in U.S. Treasuries might have been aware of this. This is the part that I think stuck with most traders today. It's that when talking about the uncertainties to their forecast and their rate hike regime, they specifically singled out the global economy. In fact, they said that one source of uncertainty is the outlook for the global economy, quote, which has deteriorated over recent months. This is something that I keep coming back to, something we keep seeing over and over and over and over again, not just in Australia, but elsewhere around the world, that the economy sort of stumbled when we hit the supply shock back in March. And it was a noticeable stumble. We had a material slowdown. In the United States, it was a technical recession. So the economy stumbled earlier this year, and many were expecting that that would be it. That would be the, that would be the fullest extent of the slowdown, the fullest downside case. However, any number of warning signs, corporate anecdotes that we've heard, some data, certainly sentiment data, which I'm gonna get to, which indicates, yeah, there was a stumble, there was maybe another stumble mid-year, but the real falling down is just starting to show up around the world. The real downturn hasn't actually happened yet, but we're starting to see that downturn coming just over the horizon. And in terms of Australia, the central bank has been willing to cut back on its rate hikes, even though it admits consumer prices are uncomfortably high, way too high, three decade high in Australia, they're still willing to, to, to uh, balance that against this source of uncertainty, the outlook for the global economy, which has deteriorated over recent months. That's, I think, the point that foreigners seem to get that maybe Americans don't. But it's not, that, it's not just the foreign economy that's experiencing the dollar hammer wrecking things, the, the wrecking ball of the, US, the rising US dollar exchange value. Again, it's not the US dollar exchange value that causes problems. It's why the US dollar exchange value is going up. And if you wanna know about that, check out some recent videos I did explaining why Chinese Yuan is crashing, why the Japanese Yen is crashing, and why the US dollar is up against both of those. It's because of a global dollar shortage, which by the way, is something you can see in Australia. The reserves are leaving Australia just as they're leaving Japan. They're not leaving by a huge amount, but we wouldn't expect Australia to be losing a lot of its foreign exchange reserves because of commodities and commodity prices that haven't come down all that much compared to where they were before. So even though Australia is still benefiting from the supply shock, the global economy is slowing down, their reserves are starting to leak out, and the Australian dollar, which has performed better than its peers, is still declining markedly. So there's reasons for foreigners to worry, but inside the US too, we're starting to get the same warning signs about the economy, what is, has deteriorated over recent months. Now, ignored by the US long, the selling in the US markets and long-term treasuries was today's ISM report. Now, the ISM is the granddaddy of PMIs. It's the first one that goes back the longest, has the longest, most established track record, the one most people pay attention to for that reason. Um, the, the index came in at 50.2, so just barely above the expansion dividing line. Um, new orders were at 49.2, which means they were under 50, slightly contracting in four out of the last five months. 
And even the uh, chair of the ISM, a fellow by the name of Timothy Fior, he said those words, the same, same words that we heard in Australia. Here's his quote. With panelists reporting softening new order rates over the previous nine, five months, so as I said before, it's a stumble up until now, the October index reading reflects companies preparing for potential future lower demand. So we've had the slowdown, we've had the stumble, and now we're starting to see these things actually. We're starting to see the slowdown, not slowing down, the slowdown accelerate even inside the U.S. And perhaps the most important part of the ISM today was the prices paid component, the one that everybody has been focusing on. Inflation, right? Inflation throughout the supply chain. The very thing the Federal Reserve seems to be or preparing, pretends to care about the most. And the ISM's prices paid component, or the prices component, which had been at a high of 87.1 back in March and was still at 78.5 in June. For October, it comes in at 46.6. The first time we've seen prices, the prices component of the ISM under 50 since this all began, which is consistent with what the Australians say, what the Chinese are saying, and the European economy is actually doing, as well as the U.S. economy. This thing is starting to change. We had the stumble. The prices paid component is a very is represents that very well. We had the initial stumble into the middle of the year, which now seems to be accelerating. If more firms that the ISM the response to the ISM survey are saying they're cutting prices than raising them, that represents, as Mr. Fior said, the potential for future lower demand. Not not way distant future lower demand but more immediate future lower demand because now they're cutting prices too. So why are Americans fearing the Fed? Well, for one reason, the Federal Reserve doesn't care about any of these things. They don't care about the U.S. dollar. They don't look at the global economy because as good standing neo-Keynesian economists, they look at the U.S. economy as if it's, it's almost completely isolated, as if it's an island. So if Australia is talking about global, global deterioration, Federal Reserve doesn't care. Their outdated worldview doesn't incorporate the more integrated global economic, uh, economic system that we actually operate in. And they certainly don't care much about actual money and the euro dollar. What they do care about is what they call inflation expectations, which are nothing more than their concerns about psychology. If you keep seeing prices at the, at the gasoline station or at the grocery store higher than they have been, the Federal Reserve is more concerned that you'll be, you'll be, your inflation expectations will unanchor and you'll begin expecting more and more uh, price increases forever into the future. They care more about the psychology of oil or the data that's contained in the, say, the JOLTS report, which did come out today, and it was much higher, much better than expected. Even though the JOLTS report has been shown repeatedly to be unreliable. Doesn't matter because the Fed believes in this psychology business. That so long as we're as, as employers, as uh, businesses that are investing, as consumers believe that prices are going to stay high. And if you think the JOLTS report accurately reflects the economy, then you're going to consider that the economy in the U.S. is overheating, despite the mountain of evidence otherwise. If the Fed believes that you believe this is the story, 
they're going to continue hiking rates. They're hiking rates for psychology, whereas other, other places around the world are afraid of the actual economy. So we see it in the treasury market today. Best example yet, foreigners buying safe and liquid U.S. dollar instruments because of the risks in the U.S. dollar world, which are becoming worse as they set deterioration over recent months, including inside the U.S. economy. But Americans are focused on the Fed and the Fed is focused on everything but the actual situation in the real economy today. I mean, just look at the housing market. Look at the CPI, which is based on last year's price increases in housing, paying no attention to this year's already falling prices in housing. The Fed is doing one thing. The economy is doing the other thing. Foreigners are doing their 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 buying treasuries based on what the economy is doing. Americans are selling the same instruments because they're afraid of Jay Powell. You really can't make this up. This is this is this is unbelievable. I mean, if you if you took this and, and tried to write it up as some sort of a fictional story, you wouldn't be able to sell it anywhere. Nobody would believe it. But yet here we are. Interest rate hikes are everything. Interest rate hikes are the only things that matter. And to a substantial portion of even the treasury market, that seems to be reflected in the trading behavior. Certainly today during the uh, early morning hours of the, the treasury market trading. So foreign economy, global deterioration, which includes the United States, all the data suggests it. And one more data point that we got today, which shows that it's not just the manufacturing problem. It's not or the manufacturing economy. It's not just the inventory problem more services data today in the form of the Dallas Fed general business activity for services index, which fell to minus 13.6 in October from minus 5.4 in September. And it has been negative for several months in a row, possibly representing yet another warning sign saying the global economy, US economy deteriorated in, the, deteriorated in recent months, but the Fed does not care. Fed doesn't care and won't care until it decides it has to. So I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. As I always, check us out at eurodollar.university. Until next time, take care.